The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a wonderful Wednesday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company. And since it's the day before a game, Isaiah Stanback, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. You can say it this time. <clears throat> QB vision. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, yes, we will talk about QB vision, but you can say it this time. It's it's a... I don't know, Kyle. It's not a Friday, but Nick, it's... Nick, say it with say your, your chest Oh, Wednesday. is that what it is? Oh, I'm it's sorry. It's a say it with your I'm chest sorry. Wednesday, I did baby. Not get my, I didn't get my push-ups in this morning. I, I know you didn't. That did me really Obviously well. you did. Congestion I'm going to keep doing yeah, that. get it up out of there. If y'all <laughs> see me doing this during the show, that's why. Just the whole time, Nick's going to be banging on the chest. It's a say it with your chest Wednesday. It is yeah. weird. Come on, Isaiah. Sorry, man. My my Goodness. body's like on a on a clock on a timer. You know, like is it on West Coast time? Mm, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, we'll Pac twelve time. Come on, CSD. You know Seattle what? time coming up soon. <laughs> coming up There's. Soon. Uh, I will say the the Thursday to Thursday whole <clears throat> mix up of the schedule where today is Saturday in the building but it's still monday through friday nine to five for the regular work week it's it's not beneficial for the the body clock and i feel like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of adjusting that has to be made along the way but glad you're with us here on talking cowboys presented by black rifle coffee company we have plenty to talk about today we're actually going to do all three of our weekly segments today we're going to have qb vision here in this segment we're going to have John's National Storylines in Segment 2, and then we will have Nick Harris's key matchups in Segment 3, followed by our pick for the, the Cowboys game specifically following that. And then, of course, we've got our news and notes to start things off, so we've got to get to it. Yeah, we'll make these news and notes super quick so we can get to Isaiah's beautiful segment that uh, he does every week. Uh, we'll start with the practice report from yesterday. It looks like there's a sickness going around the D-line room. Oh, um, Dante Fowler. Not just the D-line room. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> it's not just the D-line, just line room. D-line room. I can tell you room. that. Uh, Dante Fowler missed his second straight day of practice yesterday with an illness, and then Micah Parsons was added to the injury report yesterday. Oh. Did not practice with an illness. And the, the first joke, well, not joke, it's, it's it's not funny. I guess it is because I'm sick too. But um, uh, Micah Parsons, if, if I'm his agent, I'm like, well, hey, look, my, my guy, he's a defensive lineman. He's getting sick around the, all the other defensive linemen, you know? So uh, in the offseason, that, that could be a point. You're it's, talking it's about kind of contracts. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, him and Dante Fowler are spending a lot of no, time let's together. Let's talk about you know? this for a second. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't let this go. <laughs> if you walked up, if you're a member of the front office staff and you walked up to his agent and even tried to sell anything on linebacker, oh yeah, you don't even respond. You fold up your your stuff, you just put your stuff away, and you walk right out. Like exactly. get out of there's there. no way that you can get away with even that's a non-start. Well, nope, we're good. No, that was kind of the the the, the rhetoric, and I, I don't, again, I don't want to spend too much time yeah, on sorry. it, but we're gonna have a ton of time on this throughout, especially the off season as well. But there was a lot of rhetoric throughout the off season from people that were not Michael Parsons saying that he was a linebacker. Backer, and he was saying that he was a defensive lineman yeah. and I guess there was a little bit of variance you could have had going into the season but we're looking at 85% of the snaps yeah. that he's played yeah. on the line the it's, most impactful snaps yeah, yeah double digit sacks I mean we I don't I don't think we can go much further with that dialogue um <clears throat> looking at the rest of the injury report uh we'll go down it really fast Rico Dowdle still limited with an ankle injury the same as Monday um Peyton Hendershot still uh, listed as full his uh window does not have to be open before tomorrow game so he can go one more game still on the IR but then going into the Philadelphia game he would have to be activated um, Tyrus Wheat was upgraded to a full participant on Tuesday with his concussion Mozzie Smith still on the injury report full with a shoulder injury um, and then Jaron Curse was upgraded to full with his back injury and we didn't mention this yesterday but we, he was asked on Monday what are the odds that he plays on Thursday he said 200% so huh. um, good stuff that's there. good um, and then the last news and note we'll get to really fast, just kind of recapping the Shaquille Leonard um, a visit from yesterday. <clears throat> we, we were kind of talking about it pre-show. I think Isaiah had asked the question, was was he always going to leave without a contract? And it, John answered, and it, it's it's how I feel as well. Um, and it's what it sounds like it, it was as far as truth goes. Um, he was always going to 
see his options out. And I, I kind of tweeted about it yesterday on, on Twitter or zeded about it, whatever you want to say. Um, he uh, What about it? Zeded. That's <laughs> an X. Like, apparently that's like what you're supposed to that's say. That's a new like thing? Zeded. Yeah, I'm not saying it. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm never saying that outside of like an official uh, atmosphere. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, e- Elon can Elon can go to that's hell. That's your boy Elon. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing bad about Elon before tomorrow. What, what, if, what, if, he names, <laughs> what if he names the Cybertruck the X truck? Are you going to call it that? I'm calling it whatever the heck I want. Once I purchase it, that's going to be the stand back mobile. <laughs> what it all right. The stand mobile, I, I like that. Um, but I, I tweeted about it yesterday, and I said, "Look, this is not a normal free agency. It's or not a normal mid-season Correct. free agency." Um, he was always going to see his options out, and it, it's going to happen a lot in a lot shorter of a time frame than a typical big time free agency would happen if it were say over the off season, yeah. just because he still wants to get on the field and contribute for a team down the stretch and learn the playbook and things of that nature. He's going to see these options out. He's going to go to the Eagles today. Um, and then it, I wouldn't be surprised if he sees another team between now and, and the weekend and he's going to make his decision this weekend, but it, it sounds like it's going to come down to the Eagles and the Cowboys. He has a lot of connections with his fraternity in Philadelphia. Uh, he has a lot of connections on the coaching staff in Philadelphia. So those are things that they're going to have to battle. Um, he apparently has a lot of friends and family in Philadelphia as well. So these, these are things that, it, that the Cowboys are definitely going to have to contest and, and, and battle with. But as far as everything we've heard, and maybe John can, can add from what he knows, the visit went good yesterday. It went as good as they, they could have they could have thought um, uh, that he checks out when it came to the health stuff, which was I know we That's were big. talking about that yesterday with the two back surgeries that he had last year. Um, and, and now it's just kind of a wait and see, wait and see approach. No, I thought you hit all of it. No, I have nothing to add to that. That's, I mean, obviously, Cowboys would like to add him. They made that pretty clear. Anytime that yeah, there's similarities, I see with the way they've gone about this to when uh, they went after Odell Beckham. You know, yeah. they've made it pretty open, uh, and it hasn't always been that way. So I wonder if it'll be like Odell Beckham too, where it comes down to Jerry made it pretty clear in that one throughout that he didn't want to give more than just the contract for the rest of the season. And if you're Shaq Leonard, you're probably looking for more than that, I guess. So that might be the difference between him signing with the Cowboys and maybe signing somewhere else. If I'm Shaq, I'm looking for a two-year deal. Um, And, again, I might be off as far as numbers go here, but maybe like a 16 million type deal just because you want to have the two years yeah correct. exactly okay. yeah yeah yeah. yeah no 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 not not per year just because you want to have enough stability obviously for those two seasons but give yourself two years of opportunity to earn a extended contract where you can get that money that you're earning in indianapolis with another team um it, it would just kind of make sense the threshold that darius leonard has already passed that odell couldn't really pass last year was the health thing too yeah and, and to be able to pass that I, I think that's what's has everybody in this building um really excited about the potential of adding leonard but you know i kind of wrote about this in naked night last night and it it, it ended up kind of being about Darius Slender in the last couple of paragraphs and it wasn't really what it was intended to be but that's what kind of happens when you start writing with no with no end um you have Marquise Bell and Damone Clark these guys that have really stepped up and have filled different roles in this linebacking core this year you know if you don't get Darius Leonard it's not the end of the world I mean, you have two really good pass defenders in that second level um I, I feel like you have one and a half good <laughs> run defenders in that second level as well and you have capable guys that are starting to step up in that interior defensive line yeah. and that safety group all the way down in the middle of the field is the run defense probably still the biggest liability on this defense yes i believe so but i, I believe it's more capable than it was last season i don't feel like it's going to be as big of a hindrance as it was towards like the middle and end of last regular season um would darius leonard be a welcomed addition on this team absolutely that would be that would be a huge addition to this run defense but um I, i'm not 100 percent certain that it would be you know the thing that would put this defense over the top. I think it would still put this defense in the same echelon, in the same tier that it is right now. I think the other thing it factors in is that, you know, Leighton's out, uh, Overshone's out, and then I just go back to the game last week where Marquise Bell was in that tent for a while. Yeah, like I kept looking was. back, and he's still in there, he's still in there. Now he ends up being fine, but it just is one of those things that go through your mind. You're like, all right, well, then who's the next one up there? So they need Shaq Leonard. You know, they need him probably more than whoever else is going to be yeah. out there. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what, what it comes down to. What does your gut tell you? That he ends up being a cowboy. You think wow. so? Yeah. My gut tells me eagle. Me too. Okay. Me too. I think I, I'll split it right down the middle. My gut says cowboy. I don't think they let him. Because I agree with John and the fact that they need him specifically. If they don't get him, it's not the end of the world. I thought it was outlined yesterday pretty yes. well that <clears throat> you temper your expectations based on wherever he signs no matter what. 
Uh, he's not going to win you the Super Bowl immediately if he signs here. He's not going to win the Eagles the Super Bowl immediately See, if he signs so that's, there. That's my, I guess that's one of the reasons why I think he'll end up an Eagle. Because Dallas takes that, oh, you know, if it, if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't type approach. Versus Philly's like, no, we need you in the building. Like, we need you. Like, we need you, See, we want that's you. from the outside looking in. That's We're what, in the building, so we get a pretty good indication. I understand. Howie Roseman does have a track record of saying, <laughs> yep. I want you, you're now here. Absolutely. I get it. Yeah. But that's not always the case. No, they, it's not. They pass on prospects all the time, Absolutely. Too. But I'm just going off of the most most recent history in terms of being aggressive and adding pieces to his roster to ensure that he has the best shot at winning a Super Bowl. Philadelphia has a better track record of that than Dallas than the Dallas Cowboys. And then you add in the other added the, the added elements that you were just talking about, Nick, in terms of all the family and all the other you know underlying factors. I don't see how Philadelphia doesn't secure the bag there. Yeah, I, I'm just that's just my that's, that's just my gut. That's just my gut. If I felt even though he he was always planning on going to see multiple teams, I always felt in my in my heart if he's allowed to leave this building. Chances are he's probably not going to come back in this building. That's a key as well. Nick Eatman wrote about it yesterday on on the website. He said Leonard has apparently made promises to other teams that he would at least listen to all offers before making a decision. So not just the Eagles, not just the Cowboys. There are other teams here that we don't know about yet. I keep... It's I, I, so easily comparable to the Odell Beckham Jr. scenario because at that point it was two teams and then, it, oh, there's a ghost team, there's a fourth team. Oh, my gosh, they're going to try and court and turn around but it didn't end up working out because of the health issue they could have utilized you odell beckham if he was healthy yeah the difference was odell had hadn't shown that he was capable of playing yet correct that's not the case here yeah shaq's been on yeah the field. it's not the case here so it's totally different there's a qu- huge question mark regard over over odell beckham and whether or not he was play ready and all that jazz that's but not the Odell beckham's play ready there's no team that's letting him go exactly no. Exactly. Right. So if Odell Beckham had been on the field and then started taking his visits. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Totally different situation. Yeah. So I just my gut. I hope that Dallas finds a way. I don't I don't see it happening. Well, well, my... This side right here. This is trying to be glass half empty. <laughs> I mean, is, uh... Also, if you're him, though, honestly, what are you thinking? Go to All Dallas because right, it's the let, best yeah, damn scenario let, out there. Let me just let me just Duh. state this as somebody that I'm not a Cowboys fan. I didn't grow up a Cowboys fan, huh. but there is something about the Cowboys that's different than I'm a huge sports fan. Like, and I'm not sit at home watch TV sports fan. Like, I'm a single guy. My life is sports. I've been to a lot of places. It's tough There's to beat the Cowboys, man. It's tough to beat. It's tough it to beat everything that comes with it. I'm I just don't saying. disagree. I've you been know. around the world and I, 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 right, right. I get it. <laughs> yes. Trust me. But there's 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 some there's something. When you look at what both teams are doing, I don't doing, like cold weather, so through. I don't want to play outside. So I guess I'm a bad, I'm a bad example. <laughs> Out on Seattle, <laughs> done. No, Seattle sounds very enticing. Philadelphia playing outside, like I don't. I also don't love the idea that you just have a couple bad plays and your fan base is ripping you harder than anybody else. I don't, I don't love. I, don't I mean, love all Dallas that. does that too. I don't. I don't know, too. man. This whole ordeal is reminding me of my, my last job in recruiting because he's like taking visits and he's going to make his decision right. this weekend. And what's like, your oh crystal ball prediction? Exactly. I, I was yeah. thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> I was thinking about I, if honestly, truthfully, if I were to enter a crystal ball, I wouldn't have one right now. So we'll, we'll, ah. see, how, we'll see how Philadelphia. The, the biggest thing with me, too, and I say that about the Cowboys is because it's been 27 years. And I always feel like yeah. if you could be one of those pieces that got them back to glory, like that just. I challenge you to, to, to compare it to something else. I'm kidding. Okay, Lakers, Yankees, they've all won since then. I'm talking, if you were one of those key pieces that helped put them over the top, like, it's tough to beat that. Now, yeah. number one, though, is money. So, <laughs> so money, speaking, family, convenience, man. Sure, sure. Speaking yeah. of money, and this, of course, you can finagle quite a number of ways, but Dallas right now has $6.6 million in cap space. <clears throat> and the Eagles have 2.3. So it's about a $4 million difference this year specifically mm-hmm. uh, between the the cap for Philadelphia and the cap for Dallas. Now, Philadelphia's cap next year looks significantly better than it does for Dallas at the moment, but that'll be rearranged and figured out along the way as well. But <laughs> So there's only $2.3 million left in cap space? For Philly. Oh, for Philly. Oh, for okay. Philly. 6.6 for Dallas currently. That's, that's considerably different. That it is. is. For, for the yeah. rest for of the like season, that. you're talking about a prorated contract for the back half of the camp- campaign? Does Philly, does Philly have an open roster spot? Didn't they just let go of uh, uh, Derek Barnett? Hmm. Hmm? 
I mean, what do you think would be hard to get? You think it'd be hard to get a roster spot here? Don't drink your water like that. <laughs> I love that I heard the little air bubble in there. That was pretty <laughs> good. All right. You practice that? Just Things don't happen by chance. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the air bubble. We spent a lot of time on this. Isaiah, you've got like four minutes That's to all go I need. through. That's some. all I need. He was ready. Wide 80. Wide 80. It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah Standback. Go for it. All right, y'all. We're going to blow through this real quick. The Seattle Seahawks. These dudes are fast. They're really fast. Um, that's probably the best way to describe them. I think that's been their model for some years now. Defensively, that's what they rest <clears throat> That's what they rest on. Uh, they always have. This year is no different. Um, we can start up front and with their defensive front. They're, they don't really have a bunch of dogs up front, I would say. Um, you know, Boye, Mafe is pretty, pretty good. Uh, he's definitely pretty good. You got Leonard Williams that they just picked up. Obviously, those are kind of the guys that they really rely on heavily um, in terms of trying to be run-stopping. And then uh, Moy, uh, Mafe being being a guy who's a pass rusher. They don't have a lot of stunts. So unlike Dallas, they're not doing a bunch of stunts and trying to confuse you and create all these different leverage matchups. Like These guys are pretty much lined up and try to beat you with speed. Um, they put the big boy Leonard Williams in the middle to try to clog things up, to kind of de- uh, deter you from running the rock. Um, the guys that are absolute dogs for them, um, you got to go up to the second level. Mm-hmm. And that's when you run into Bobby Wagner and you run into Jordan, uh, Jordan Brooks. Those two guys are complete monsters. Uh, I think Bobby Wagner has 113 tackles already. Um, I think Jordan Brooks has like 95 or something. It's crazy. Like they're, they're right there with each other. Those guys play downhill. They're sure. They're smart. Um, they, they don't pick the wrong holes. Um, they communicate really well together nonverbally. I mean, these guys, they work in tandem, and that's the reason why they're able to get a lot of tackles. Um, the defensive line is doing a good job of being gap disciplined and allowing those guys to free flow, and that's the reason why their numbers are so high in terms of tackles at that linebacker position. Um, that's not where most people are putting their attention at, though. Most people are obviously you're going to look out to the outside and where are their defensive backs are. The defensive backs and Devin Witherspoon, who's an absolute beast. Um, Reek Woolen, absolute beast. Um, and then Trey Brown does a really good job as well, number 22. Um, all three other defensive backs do a great job. And then you look at their safeties, and I honestly believe that their safeties are underappreciated um, as their cornerbacks have been so successful and been so dominant their safeties are enforcers, and they have three of them. They have Jamal Adams, which I'm sure everybody in Dallas is familiar with. Uh, Quandre Diggs, he's a beast as well. Um, and then a man who doesn't – huh? Hook him. Yep. <laughs> and another man who I don't think gets enough appreciation is going to be Julian Love. And he's, yeah. he's the guy who pops off the film for me. He's not the big name, but he's a man who has a ton of tackles. And I think he's had a greater impact on that defense than even Quandre Diggs has. So they have a – much like Dallas has a three-headed monster at safety – they have a three-headed monster at safety as well, but they don't use all three of them in the game at the same time. This team, um, Dallas, is number one in the league in terms of having uh, nickel. I'm sorry, not nickel, but dime. Uh, these guys are at the top of the league in terms of having nickel. So these guys like to have three DBs, two safeties in at, at all times, uh, which leaves their box a little bit lighter. But that's why they have those two guys at the second level. They can pretty much stop anything that comes their way. They're tackling machines. In terms of what do they run coverage-wise, they run a lot of too high. They're at the top of the league in terms of split safety coverages. Mm. Um, they want to keep everything in front of them. They are playing typically cover two to cover four, but how they play it is very aggressively. So they are not playing the traditional, you know, lineup. We're going to line up just outside and cover two. We're going to line up half a man outside of you. We're going to force everything in. They'll mix around how they line up on you. They'll line up head up. They'll line up inside. Their defensive backs have the freedom to do whatever the heck they want to as long as they're still remaining within their scheme. And because of that flexibility, because of their skill set, they can bait you and put you in a lot of bad situations. Uh, they can make you, you'll feel like your receiver has a step on somebody, but because of their speed on the outside, you don't have a step. They're able to run all over the place. Their safeties run sideline to sideline. So a lot of gaps that are in your coverage, a lot of times those guys are closing those gaps, much like we talked about Deron Bland closing gaps on, on these receivers and getting interceptions. These guys do the same thing with PBUs. Okay, They're running all over the place. You think you have a guy open, boop, they're over there in a heartbeat, bat it down, and they are just super-duper fast. This team flies around. They don't stop, and it's a reason why you have to punch them in the mouth and, and limit their confidence because if they get confident – this this can get this can get pretty serious. Um, you talk about a team that flies around, hits high energy coach, high energy sideline, 
you know, guys are coming in the game, they want to make a play. Is it's kind of like Dallas's defense in the regard of once they get rolling, they're hard to stop. Um, but you know, it's it's tough. I think if they, if I had to say what their weakness is, I would say that you can you can run the ball on them in terms of getting their defensive line off the ball. Their defensive ends are not run stopping defensive ends if I had to say um, not like a DeMarcus Lawrence he can stop the run I don't think that their defensive ends can so I think you have an opportunity to get up to the possibly to the second level you have to get up to the second level if you want to stop um, Brooks and Bobby Wagner because if you don't they'll ruin your day so it's almost the flip-flop of what Dallas brings mm-hmm. defensively where Dallas it's the pressure yep. that helps set up the secondary yep. Here it's the secondary that helps set up the interior. Correct. Yeah, those guys, your guys aren't, even though they're not playing a lot of man-to-man, it feels like man-to-man. Yeah. They're playing zone, but they It's zone 83% yeah, of the time. they're at the top they're of the fourth, league in terms of zone. Fourth in the league in yeah. terms of how many times they run zone. But it doesn't feel like zone. It's weird. So, weird. so like most teams, you you play play zone, and it's like okay, well, there's going to be a gap there. This is the weakness of there's. And that's zone. just pure speed. This pure speed, man. And these guys have the freedom again to kind of freestyle. And I kind of relate it to. You remember Trey Palomalu? Trey Palomalu, like he, like you might be playing. I cover remember Troy Palomalu. No, yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah. So you might be playing cover. He might be playing cover three. You look back there. There's no safety. Well, it's because he's at the line of scrimmage, and next thing you know, he's freaking jetting out 25 yards back to the middle of the field yeah. and try to throw it over his head if you want to. He's got, he has the speed to get back. So he, they give their guys that kind of freedom to mess around and try to screw the look of the quarterback. So I foresee them trying to do the same exact thing with Dak and uh, the receivers of Dallas are not going to have free releases whether it's whether it's man to man whether it's cover three whenever they go single high safety um, or whether it's their two high shell defense they're going to get hands on you I mean e-honda style you're not getting off the line you better work on your releases whether it's man or zone they'll run trap cover two where they'll get their hands on you drop out think that they're going back and they'll come back to where they started you got to have your head on a swivel and you have to do a good job of getting your hands getting their hands off you if you want to get open would you say this is uh, Dak's best uh, competition? Will be his toughest matchup since San Francisco defensively? I think this would be not necessarily Dak's. I think this is going to be the receivers. Mm. I think I think this would be the biggest challenge. This is the best secondary that Dallas has faced this year. I think that's fair across the board. Yeah, yeah. across the board, straight yeah, up. I think that is fair, that's straight up. And, and this is a team that's a, again they don't play man. Mm. So. <laughs> That's saying a lot, right? That's saying a lot for a team that doesn't play man-to-man. They're going to play man-to-man techniques in zone coverage. So they're playing you like as man, but they still have zone help. How That's similar, a problem. How similar do you feel like this defense is when it comes to personnel and scheme, especially with how young this, this defense yeah. is, too, to the Jets and kind of like what they've been able to put together? The only difference yeah. is they don't have an offense behind the Jets. Yeah, facts, the Seattle don't. has a little bit more there. I can, see, I can see your comparison there. I think that these guys have more DBs. I think they have um, – you know, when you start talking about, you know, Witherspoon, Brown, and Woolen. Um, and, and, yeah, Woolen, those three right there are highly skilled guys. You know, the Jets have, I think, two guys that, um, you know, obviously a hot sauce, and I can't remember the other guy, but they have two guys that can play play man-to-man and lock you up. And they want to play man-to-man. Mm-hmm. The Seattle doesn't want to play man-to-man. Yeah. They don't, right? So, But they're going to get up there and get in your face as if it's man-to-man. And when, you, when they do that – it's distracting because you're so concerned about trying to get your release that you almost have you have to now remember what what coverage they're actually playing, right? When you you get so concerned about just trying to beat that one guy, like, okay, I got him. Okay, you're like crap. Now, what the heck is the coverage? Yeah. Jamal you know what Adams is right. Yeah, what is we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamal <laughs> Adams or, or or Diggs or whatever. So I mean, you have to keep your eyes up and you have to be very aware because they they definitely want to do the smoke in front of your face and, and kind of hide whatever else they're doing. And they do a great job, a great job of passing off coverage. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, it's, it's seamless, you know, and I, and Dallas, so for instance, you know, think some of the things that have been open for Dallas in terms of Brandon cooks, um, um, why am I blinking right now? CD Lamb, not CD. Jalen um, Tolbert, Michael Gallup, Turp. Turp. You know, it's a, um, we're gonna get there. Go we're gonna get there. We'll get there. B Cooks and Turp. You know, those Jim guys coming in short motion, kind of going across the field and things like that, and they've kind of been wide open. I don't foresee that being the case because these guys communicate so well. 
right? They're they're doing their own thing. They're back there having fun. They're freestyling. It's like we're playing in the backyard. And as soon as somebody comes in short motion, it's just literally like there's a, it's a bump of coverage. It's not like they're trying to say, okay, hey, over, over. Now let me see what I have. It's like, okay, boom, 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 boom. Now I got this guy. And it's just like smooth. There's no gaps in the in the passing off of responsibilities whatsoever. They You could tell these guys have fun playing together and that they are literally on one wavelength. I know we have to get into break. One yeah. little note that I wanted to throw in really quick. I, it, I, it's fair to say it starts in the secondary and it helps everything else. Mm-hmm. For me, it starts in the second level because those guys are yeah. so disciplined. Yes. Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks, yep. it allows everything around them in the secondary to just kind of focus on their job and they know that the middle of the field is going to be fine. Yeah. And those boundaries, they just yeah. focus on that and it'll, it'll, it'll allow for everything. These two are, are as good of the sure thing at linebacker position there is in the league in terms of a tandem. Yeah. I don't. I can't think of any other t- outside of outside of San Francisco. I can't think of any other tandem that's as good as these guys are in terms of working together. Well, and there was a fear early in the off season. Once we got to like preseason game number two, whenever mm-hmm. we, we were calling it in Seattle, we kind of knew Jordan Brooks would be back. But there was early off season concern that he wouldn't even play this year, yeah. and instead he's played eleven games and he's been fantastic all the way through. Yeah. And he's, he looks like his old self, which is a credit in his own right, credit to their training staff to get him ready to go. But Bobby Wagner, too. You talk about Bobby Wagner, what he's doing, and this is year number 12 so crazy. for him, and, and he's still him. got 100 tackles. Dallas could have had him. I mean, yeah. In terms of uh, health, Leonard Williams is the only one on their injury report of note. Uh, he's dealing yeah. with an ankle. Didn't yeah. practice on Monday, but he was limited yesterday. He'll play. Good to know. Bobby Good Wagner, 113 tackles. Jordan Brooks, 95. Um, Julian, Julian Love, 79. Jordan yeah. Brooks Reckham, by the way. Go ahead. What was it? Jordan Brooks Reckham. <laughs> Bro, tech. Uh, by the way, for those that watch the draft show and talking Cowboys, because I know you're out there as well, you might remember Reek Woolen was a, a big pet cat uh, of the draft show of myself because went to UCSA. They called meep, him. Meep. Go yeah, ahead. Meep, meep. <laughs> called him Reek the, <laughs> Reek the Freak is what they called him at UTSA. And, I mean, he is a freak of nature. He's long. He's speedy. But then they go out and they spend a first-round pick on Devin Witherspoon, fifth overall pick, highest-drafted player in the Pete Carroll era ever. And he's even he's more of like a freak yeah. than what Tyreek Woolen is. So you know what's so how does, really how does Woolen and how does Woolen just like just like Bland? How do they fall to the fifth round? That he was he played at a, a group of five school. He had limited time. He dealt with some injuries at UTSA. It was a it was a bad secondary. Um, good front seven. So they probably just film wise didn't trust exactly what they had seen. But man, he nice. six foot yeah. four, two oh five. His numbers at the combine yeah. were phenomenal. He had six picks his senior year. It, he and he big was credit worth to it. Seattle too. Yeah, yeah. I want to add one thing. These defensive backs they they will hit the crap out of you. <clears throat> All of them, their safeties are headhunters. All three of their safeties are headhunters. They want to, they want to decapitate you. And yeah. then you have their all three of their corners come up and hit too. Devin Witherspoon is their fifth highest tackler on the team, has the fifth highest amount of tackles on their team. These guys will come up while they're playing that too high shell. They want to, they want to come up and hit you. So that man. was the calling card for Witherspoon yeah. in the draft is that he wants Dude, to be. Physical. He has over sixty tackles this year. He's fifth yeah. in tackles on their team, which is it's absurd for a corner. Another thing I just remembered, going back to John's question just now for Woolen, he was a he was a wide receiver who made the switch to corner as a junior, so he had, mm. only had two years as a cornerback at UTSA. Because so. there was just you know Limited. a lot of thing during the draft when it comes to the Cowboys, a lot of people talk about how you know on their DBs, you know the corners they like those long arms, tall corners, everything like that. Yeah, yeah, that's not the Cowboys, that's the NFL. Yeah. So when you have a guy like that, everybody wants with the Fort Worth, guys. Fort Worth Arlington Heights. Mm. Yeah, there you go. The Yellow Jackets, right? Yes, sir. There you go. All right, we got to take our first break. There's QB Vision. When we come back, we're going to hit some national storylines and continue previewing the Cowboys and the Seahawks right after this on Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. 
Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, John, let's get into some national storylines. Yeah, so at The Athletic, we did an anonymous player poll. Um, writers from cover all the teams. Went up to players. Um, I went up to a few in the Cowboys locker room. And, and so their names aren't included, but they vote on. We basically read off 10, 15 questions. If you don't want to answer one, you don't have to. But so in, whole, in all, we got about, I think it's like 85, 90 players. So I just want to run by a couple things real quick. The first one, the one that I thought was the funniest, most annoying fan base, okay? Two teams clearly <laughs> far exceed everybody else. What two, what two teams do you guys think? I wonder those which are? ones those are. <laughs> well, they one both of them happen is... to be in the same division. They do. <laughs> Cowboys one, and Eagles. Yeah. One of them's right here, and the other one's in Philly. <laughs> neck and neck, man. Eagles beat them out 25% to 24% really? over the Cowboys. Wow. So neck. Philly won? Yeah. Hmm. That's that's right. How would you Should be. How would you rate overall officiating in the NFL? And I know it's a small percentage, but 2.5% set a 10 like that it couldn't get any better i can't believe that even got a vote i'm shocked it got a vote too yeah how many players did it say uh 81 for that one because like i said there's not every, every yeah every it's all not like no you have to answer this it's like if you don't want yeah. you can just pass or whatever yeah 2.5 percent said a 10 so it can't be that, any like better three three people said 10 it had to be like, like three punters <laughs> that that just, I don't know, that really surprised me. No, Ten, they all, all three play for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, all, they all, three. all three play for Philly. That's, <laughs> that's the only thing. 10% said it was a one. Like, that couldn't be any worse. Yeah. So. Was that the overwhelming number, one? No, it was kind of in the middle. Around gotcha. five, six was five or kind six. of where it was at, yeah. Which I would probably agree with. I think if someone asked me that, I would say that. Ever, you think it's terrible? Ever no. since the replacement officials and that whole debacle back in what year was that where they had the the strike and the question yeah well, i can't remember 13. what year that was yeah. i i will not I criticize the effi- yeah, i'm sure yeah, you I lost do. a lot of money that year Kyle. Yeah, i'm sure you did <laughs> um yeah i i don't think i would <laughs> criticize them as a one now i will criticize officiating significantly if it's bad but i don't think it'd be that bad I, that was about as bad as it's ever been so you you played in the nfl so you answer last on this I want to get your guys' opinion. If the NFL had a team overseas, would you be willing to play for it? Where? I can't mm. tell you that. Just it's overseas. Just overseas. So it would have to be. I Europe. mean, it's an NFL city, so I don't think that they're going to put it in. It would mean like outside of North America, right? Yes. Overseas. Yes. Could be. I guess that would mean. Yeah. And the question is, where would you most likely? No, no, no. Would, would you be Europe? willing to play for oh, that would team? You will, huh? Well, think about the places that they've been playing these games. Right. London, Germany. Right. Uh, have they played anywhere else that I'm thinking of? I'm missing one. They're working on Viva La Mexico. 
Oh yeah, they played Mexico in Mexico, City. but that's not over the. That's not. I, it's out the country. Yeah, it is out the. We'll country, throw that in for this. For our purposes, we'll, we'll include. This Mexico is like the thirty thousand foot view, literally, because what I'm thinking of is travel. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, some of these. Uh, you think about Dallas and the road trips that they have to take because their division is mm-hmm. all the way across the country, and then mm-hmm. they have to play at least three West Coast games a year. The, Dallas travels quite a bit, arguably more than any team in the league. Seattle actually come, travels the most, by the way. That would make sense. Yeah. Okay, that, that makes a lot of sense. If you would have to come across the Atlantic every single mm-hmm. road game, <laughs> gosh, and you would have to, you would have to stay over. You would there would have, have to, to be like for US. like certain weeks where you're like you're playing two, two different teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. You would have to be able to stay in the U.S. and have like a headquarters somewhere on the East Coast. And that sounds like chill. a blast. Do I get paid yeah. in euros? Uh... <laughs> That's a great question. I mean, that is a great does, question. Does it matter? Oh, it does, definitely matters. That I mean, if matters. it's the same it's the number. Now, you want to talk about. Then it matters. But if you're. It, I mean, it's going to be currency equaled out, I'm sure. Taxes. Listen, you want to talk about. Okay. You uh, want to talk about free agents' yeah. acquisitions and the, Dallas's ability to be able to retain some free agents. Taxes play a big, big role in that, buddy. I'd yeah, say no. Okay. I would say no. I would, <laughs> no. Love to, I would love to play in the same division as I'd them. Pro- right? I would I'll say, say that. no. I would say no. I would. You would do I'll hop all over it. Okay, so 55% said no, which actually was higher than I thought. Uh, big landslide, best player in the game, Patrick Mahomes, 46% of the votes, not even close. Wow. This one didn't surprise me either. Uh, if you, Which coach, which current coach in the NFL would you like to play for other than your own? Oh, Tomlin. <laughs> that was my first thought, but I'm and McDaniels. climbing high on that list is Mike McDaniels. Yeah. Um, gosh, that one's hard. Um, I would probably go, I'd probably go McDaniel. I was about to say, yeah. that's just kind of your dude. You guys are good. Yeah, it is my you dude. You guys are really good. Tomlin, is... Tomlin was number one by a decent amount, 26%. McDaniel, yeah. McDaniel's McDaniel's second. So that was yeah. Uh, last Andy Reid, get... too, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 I love me I agree. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I love me some That's yeah. a good one. He was, he was, like, others, like, kind of, like, in the middle, a bunch of different things was 10%, <clears> but Andy Reid was the next one. So you what guys was, got this down. What was Pete Carroll like? I, I know you've had interactions with he him. He got votes. Back and forth. Pete Carroll's fun. Yeah, yeah, he's fun. He, he's all about since competition. we're playing Seattle. He's great. all about competition. High energy guy. He's all about you know letting guys duke it out to be the best. He doesn't crown anybody aside, aside from probably Bobby Wagner or Russell Wilson with uh, <laughs> just their 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 starting role. Everybody has to work for it. And every week there's competition days. There's turnover days. Like there's certain points of emphasis and um, like there's, there's a lot of jokes, a lot of clowning around. He brings in comedians all the time and magicians, and he keeps it fun. Like, he yeah. really does a great job of keeping it. Like, you look forward to team meetings because you just don't know. Will Ferrell might walk in. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, just random stuff like that. You know, you somebody gets called up and has to shoot a basketball to to win something, you know, try to make it. Like, it's – or you walk in there to be a picture of Kyle back in, in, right. in, in high school with a leotard on or something. You just don't know. You Where'd know? you find that? I don't know. Absolutely. Don't don't put that out there. <laughs> last one before I go to the next subject. Uh, last one from the player poll. Best stadium to play in. Mm. Hmm. Uh, Superdome. No, I love the Superdome. I do too. I, I I really hope that's the wild. Oddly, oddly enough, I've never been to the Superdome. <laughs> I really hope no. that's the wild yeah. card game. That's well, why you're saying no. I know, but I'm just saying that's there's no way that's number why one. Why do you guys list. like it? Oh, the atmosphere. The atmosphere's great. Crazy. It's the culture in New Orleans. Yeah. I, it's my I do love home. New Orleans. I love but that I've place. Never been to the Superdome. Um, I would I would probably say though. I bet you AT and T's number one on that list. Nope. I doubt wow. it. Wow. No, I doubt that. Eighth. AT and T Stadium's eighth. 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 Jesus. Um, what was the question again? Best stadium to play in. Best stadium to play in. Miami. No. Heck no. Just not vibes. SoFi. Vibes. Uh, you don't have to really deal yeah. with an opposing crowd it that much. LA. It has to be LA. <laughs> SoFi was third. Mm, I don't know that. Lambo. Lambo. KC. Uh, Lambo was fourth. Oh, best in terms. Of, this is from players' perspective. Yeah. Oh, Arizona. No. Wow. <laughs> not even no. The grass, not even on there. The grass well, no, it is. It is on there, but it's way down. There. Levi Stadium. KC. No. KC is number one. Eighteen percent. Wow. That. And second is what would I probably my favorite stadium to go to is in Minnesota U.S. Bank. Okay. Everyone always. Yeah. Tells me I Minnesota forgot about Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, we used to play there every freaking year. When Lumen Field, eight point three, top five. Not there. Oh, I mean, the atmosphere is dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seattle's fun, but in terms of like surface, oh, Arizona's yeah, yeah, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I really liked Seattle's stadium. It was it was which, really cool. Which, okay, I won't. I can put you on the spot on that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say which is the worst, but no. Uh, one other thing I wanted to get in the last one here. 
just because it's become a popular topic in the last 24 hours is just Aaron Rodgers basically going to bat for how well Dak Prescott's been playing. Aaron Rodgers does that weekly uh, Pat McAfee interview. Uh, just to go over it real quick, uh, he goes, he's playing he's playing the position in a really impressive way. I love the way he's playing, like really playing. I'm not talking about just making good throws. I'm talking about it seems more rare that guys are actually really playing the position where you're making adjustments, you're handling everything at the line of scrimmage. I love it. So that is a pretty popular topic right now, uh, but I just want to throw this in at the end. He said, I just wanted to shout out Dak for really impressing me. It's just such an Aaron Rodgers thing to say. Yeah, that is kind of like a, a shout out for uh, you really impressed me. But It's like shout out Lil Bro. That's kind of what it sounded yeah, that's like. That's exactly what it <laughs> yeah. sounded like. And what was funnier about that, too, is that it was in response to a question from Pat about his cadence. Like, the here we go. Like, it was like, hey, that's that's like pretty cool. You know, it's like different. <laughs> like, it, it, what kind of cadences do you, do you have you used in your career? And then that's that was his answer. Was that just, your Pat McAfee impression? Not really. I could really go into it if you <laughs> yeah. wanted me to. But I'm, I think yeah, it would well, be ask me great. Next week. I, ask me next week. Keep, Keep your sweatshirt on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I got to take top under this. Let's yeah. go. I think – 50-cent one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think Dak Prescott is starting to finally get the national – Recognition. Maybe Respect. not even recognition because recognition's been there. Respect. Respect. That's the better way to put it. The national respect of what he's been doing, I think it would explode if he can do it against Seattle, Philadelphia, Detroit, Miami, all these teams down, Buffalo, down the stretch. If he can keep this up, not only would he be in the MVP conversation, but he might be the MVP frontrunner. He has a chance to take off right now. He's playing really, really incredible football, and there's no doubt about that. I don't care who's on the opposite sideline. If he can continue that with who's coming up on the opposite sideline, he's going to be the MVP frontrunner. That's where Dak Prescott is, and I think Aaron Rodgers is jumping on the boat before a lot of people do. Not a bad year to, to have that run for him. No, not, not at all. Yeah, I think it starts with he, you, have to beat, you have to beat Seattle, but yep. then you have to beat Philly, and you have to outplay Jalen Hurts because mm-hmm. that's going to be your number one competition to sure. win the division, to probably win that award. I just don't understand why Jalen Hurts is a front runner. And it's not, yeah. it's not Philadelphia hate. Like It's just legitimately it's looking, at, looking at – yeah. I, I understand that, but like yeah. you remember when Pittsburgh started the season 11-0? It wasn't like we, they were looking at Ben Roethlisberger like, ah, oh, runaway MVP, favorite. You know, It's just like I, I don't get it. It's, it's, it's very weird to me. It's, also, it's not Jalen Hurts hate at all. I actually really like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I do, he's a really good player. But it also has been a weird it. year where a lot of the MVP front runners, or per se, that you could have had have either been hurt or yeah. injured for a significant amount of time or just haven't played well for a stretch of time, and it's just kind of been up and down. It's a weird year where it's wide open. Yeah. And honestly, the MVP front runner right now may not be the MVP or even close to the MVP by the end of the year because there's still a long way to go this season it's it's one of those weird years overall but i think aaron saying that was it, it's great for him to give that recognition but it's also he might just be jumping on a bandwagon before he gets an opportunity or before everybody else gets an opportunity to join him so all right. Got? Yeah, we're good. All right. When we come back, we're going to go through some really quick key matchups, and we're going to give our picks for the Cowboys and the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. More talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites in a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. 
jackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYSVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super trusted superfood. Mm. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal <laughs> sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you get them in this morning? I did. Apparently. I did not. I love that this is a daily question. I hope we can keep that going. We'll keep it going. We're going to fly through key matchups. Is that all right? Yeah, let's, let's roll. Let's do it. Go okay. for it. Um, starting first with uh, Devin Weatherspoon versus C.D. Lamb. Uh, C.D. Lamb is going to see a couple of different matchups, I think, uh, on, yep. on Thursday. Uh, but Devin Weatherspoon's probably going to be the guy that is lined up opposite of him the most just because they're going to pair him with a guy that not only has a little bit of physicality in Witherspoon, mm-hmm. but also has the um, a center of gravity to be able to move with C.D. That's the biggest thing whenever you're trying to cover C.D. Lamb. You have to be able to th- be thrown off your course and get right back on super quick because you're not going to be able to stay on your course the entire route. Uh, Devin Witherspoon does such a good job of that. It's a reason why he's one of the leading contenders for NFL Defensive Rookie of the year i think that's going to be a really fun matchup i think the winner of that matchup could help determine a lot of offensive success for for dallas i like it you think that cd has a big game no i don't don't. i don't either i don't think think he has a big game but i think he has you know touchdown 60 yards you know i think i think it's what he's been doing the last couple of weeks which is fine like you know i think it's it's going to have to be a um group effort Mm -hmm. i i think who has the highest potential to have a a big game for the cowboys offensively like stat wise if you like at the end of the day you're just like hey that the reason they won was because so-and-so had a big game tony pollard no, I don't. I don't believe so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe so. I, I look at Jake Ferguson and see an opportunity. But the only thing I worry about with Jake Ferguson, if they can't get the running game going, mm-hmm. then he's going to be wiped out. Yeah. So for that, I'll say Brandon Cooks, um, just because he's he's got more speed than anyone on the field. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it, this is a game for Cooks to have to step up, and even that's not going to be easy against the secondary. This offense, they might struggle to put up points so. in this game. They they really might. This is going to be a game where your defense has to help set the tone mm-hmm. and give you an extra possession or two. Yeah. It's going to be a challenging game. They really so. will be. Yeah. yeah. Second one, um, really quick, and this is going to be – this kind of goes into uh, – we'll, running game Bobby Wagner all of that this is the first time I've ever done a running back versus linebacker key matchup this season just because it's the, the with the way the running back position is played in 2023 it's hard to like find a matchup between a running back and a linebacker but this is this is a specific case because Tony Pollard and the way he's been using this offense downhill so much and with the way Bobby Wagner is such a run stopper and how he identifies the run so quickly and how he's able to fill those running lanes it's gonna those two guys are gonna see each other so much on um, <laughs> Sunday on Thursday um I think um, I think you're going to see those guys try to beat each other. And if Tony Pollard can get around Bobby Wagner and kind of force him into some uh, running lanes that where he's not going to be, and that's what Pollard does really well between the tackles. He'll he'll jump in one and then he'll come around on the other side. If he's able to do that and get the running game going, that will mm-hmm. allow for this offense to score more than 30 points. If he's not able to, I think they score under 30. Yeah. That's so funny about just where we are in the NFL with how much it's just changed. Because I just think of like when I was watching in the 90s, like the top running back versus whoever the top linebacker was from the other team would always be yeah, like absolutely. a key matchup but just the way everything's changed it is it is gone to the wayside it's almost like a, a running back versus nickel at times yeah. too just yeah. with the way they're so they're used so much outside zone in the screen game and the receiving mm-hmm. game like Eckler if they played um, Seattle like it'd be Devin Witherspoon versus Austin Eckler like every single snap yeah. you, you would think but that's just the way yeah. the game's played it's 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 very strange two very good matchups for you gentlemen by the <clears> way before we get into our picks Chris beam doing some live producing in the back he sent me a tweet apparently uh deshaun jackson cowboy killer has announced his retirement wow 
and he's officially wow. done. He hasn't played this year, but uh, finished his career with 61 receptions, 1,300 yards, and six touchdowns against the Cowboys alone. Did that's, he uh, did he drop it. the pen before he, he signed the the, the retirement? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! I had to throw that you. one in. That was one of my biggest memories of Eagles Cowboys when I was a, when I was a kid, where he dropped the dropped, dropped the, the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So just a, a little bit of news there. All right, let's pick it. Cowboys versus Seahawks. The fighting Dallas Cowboys versus the fighting Isaiah Stanbacks. I mean the Seattle Seahawks. You're not a Seahawks guy. I mean, are you going to pick Seattle? Are you going to pick Seattle? Yeah, I, like, I am like, a Seattle guy. You're Seattle a, sports. You're not a Seahawks guy. I am a Seattle sports fan. Mm. I'm not a fan of much around here, but it's, it's Okay, Seattle. name every athlete ever from Seattle. I'm Go. I'm not doing this. Um, Run no, it down. I, as much as I love Seattle, I don't see them beating Dallas. Mm. I do believe that it will be a much more competitive game than Dallas has had in recent weeks. I think this is going to be like a 24-17 type of deal. Lower scoring, lower scoring game, yeah. a little bit grinded out game. I like it. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm right around the same scenario. I think Dallas maybe gets a, a big play late to hit the 30 point mark. I'm gonna say 31 16, and Seattle misses like a PAT or something along the way. So give me, give me the Cowboys to win it. And I think mostly it's because the defense, like I said a moment ago, sets the tone early. They get a big interception or something of of or a fumble recovery from G- Geno Smith. They pressure him. They take advantage of that offensive line that's not very good, and they force a turnover, give an extra possession, short field to the offense, and they get out on top early. And this is a Cowboys team that is built to play with a lead. So I think they take that lead early, and that's what they ride to a 31-16 win. I love that. Um, I, I think the defense is going to be the catalyst towards this one this week. I think uh, especially with it look like Kenneth Walker not playing, I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for this Seattle offense to really get going. And Chabonet? Coming. Yeah, it's going to be a Charbonnet time. Shout out to Pac-12 UCLA. Mm. Um, I think it, I, I have it at 24-14 Cowboys. Mm. RIP to the Pac-12. 30, 31-20 Cowboys. I just the way they've been playing at home. It's I can't go against it. It's it's I've been the it's the most impressive thing that they've done over the last two years to me. It's just I can't believe that they've been able to build that type of an advantage at home. Uh, this will be a tougher game than any of these previous ones have been uh, at AT and T Stadium. But I just feel like uh, the defense will make a big play here or there, and I think the offense will do enough. Uh, and I do think C.D. Lamb will have a big game. So mm, 31-20. Let's go. Let's go, what's your Wait, what's your uh, definition of a big game? What does he get to? Does he I, hit 100 yards? Just don't say over under 100 yards. That's no, we're we're not gonna, we're not no hot sauce. <laughs> I'll say I'll say 75 yards, touchdown, two-point conversion. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah, two-point conversion. That. I guess how would he get to 31 then? Yeah, missed extra point. You know, it's yeah, happened a couple times. I like that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I have 61 yards in my hit. Okay. Okay. And a touchdown. 61. 61 mm-hmm. and a touchdown. I, it's if, pretty good if game. Either one of you guys hit. Pretty good game. We'll put it no way. <laughs> in the end zone. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right. That does it for us here on Talking Cowboys, but it doesn't do it for us throughout the week. We will be back on Friday. Not Isaiah Stanback. Isaiah is going to be at the last Pac 12 game ever played. Congrats to your Washington Huskies. Good luck on Friday. Let's go. You can catch Isaiah on Cowboys pregame live, though, all the way through. We bust open holes. Just make Bo Nix not win the Heisman, please. No, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Like, he's not the Heisman. You can't have full adults win Heismans. But we will be back on Friday. John will be here. Josh will be here. Nick will be here. I will be here as well. Chris Beam's always here. We will be back Friday, 9 a.m. Central Time, to break down the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Thursday night, football, 7-15 on Prime Video. Don't miss it. Cowboys pregame live gets underway at 6 p.m. Central Time. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you on Friday for more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!